So now I will talk a little bit and I would like to start with uh, just uh, a remark that uh, I, I came uh, today. And uh, at lunchtime I am meeting with my friend Bruno huh? and uh, then we were eating at the same table and uh, after he finished his meal, then he told me, oh, now I am going for a walk, and then he was putting his boots. And I said, well, why are you leaving your plate, your dirty dish on the table? You should clean a little bit. And then, uh, and then he said, I'm just guarding my senses. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why now we have to see that actually mindfulness, today we will talk about uh, a little bit uh, the wider aspect of this uh, uh, mindfulness and the mindfulness actually has also to 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 uh, be adapted to different modes and then these different modes depend on the situations where we are so we were talking also about the gra gradual training and uh, one of the disciple that was number one in regard to the gradual training in the buddha's teaching was actually his son raula the young, young child. So he became a monk when he was very young, and then he was so enthusiastic just to be with that environment, and then it was so conducive for him. But uh, he was so young that uh, he wanted to just to do what has to be done. So he learned really the rules properly, and then his behavior was very, uh, at, you know, all everything was very meticulous. Everything he was doing, he was doing it perfect. I mean, he was trying to do it as perfectly as possible. So, with a lot of mindfulness. So, if we look at uh, the ways that uh, the instructions to Raula were actually uh, stretched over the time of his being a monastic, then we see we can see a little bit of a difference. So at the beginning he was just a monk, a young child, and then he just learned to behave like a, a adults or other people in the same community. So Sila actually has to do with conventional reality. We have to adapt to our environment, also to uh, the values of our society, the, the, all the cultural uh, setup in which we are living. So in this case, it was the monastic community. Then. When we, the more we grow, the more we start to reflect about things and then causality. Oh, so he was asked purposely, okay, now, like the Buddha was admonishing him, you know, and uh, giving him advices and advice. So he was uh, telling him, oh, now you have to reflect before you do an action, physical actions or verbal action or even a mental action. You have to reflect before, during the action, and after the action. So the reflection is, has to do with if it is suitable, if that action, physical, verbal, or mental, is going to arm yourself, and is it going to be arming also other people, or beneficial uh, for yourself and also beneficial for other people. So the reflection had to be there. So now we start to involve a little bit the aspect of uh, sampajanya. That means clear comprehension. Mindfulness is there but the context and also the relationship with heavens has to be included. So the definition of mindfulness, the sati, I will just simply translate it as a quality of presence. 
So sati is a quality of presence. But sati also has the kind of quality of remembering, remembrance. So we are very much aware, very much present, but also there is a type of uh, contextualization that is happening with our mind. And then sati is remembering something that means it's always uh, what the word is uh, sometimes used, an historical present. So that means you are aware of the present moment, but the past is not ignored, and the, the future also is not ignored. So, what actually is Sati remembering? Sati is remembering what has to be done, what should be done, what would be better to be uh, doing at that particular instant, that particular situation, that particular moment. So this aspect of knowing what to do, how to do, when to do, is related to Panya. This is Sampadhyanya. This is understanding. This is clear comprehension. So Sati and Sampadhyanya, mindfulness and clear comprehension, very often will come together in the Buddhist teaching. Well, maybe I would like to go to the chart number two, whether you have the page or not, just to uh, know that we are talking about uh, the type of uh, uh, chart that is speaking about the distance from the object. So we have, with the four modes of mindfulness, we have governing the sense faculties, mindfulness and clear comprehension is a little bit closer to the objects, Samatha is much closer, actually it is completely uh, involved with the object, and then Vipassana is a little bit further away from the objects. The objects actually refer to, uh, to the body, it refers to the mind, and also it refers to the senses, sense objects. So the reason that uh, uh, we purposely uh, try to establish a difference of uh, distance in regard to these uh, different modes of mindfulness is that, uh, like I give you a very uh, clear example, how oh, the term also general mindfulness came to be uh, adapted in the, in the, in the in the context of uh, Buddhist or uh, meditation teaching. So, uh, in the old days, some of the teachers at the IMS, senior teachers, were actually uh, learning the meditation in India with under Monindra. So, if you know him, or if you have heard or read about him, then this was also the teacher of uh, Joseph Goldstein. So, one time, the the, the, after the retreat, you know, the, the yogis, the, 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 the meditators, 
were going to the market in the village in India, and then uh, but they were not used to keep they were actually used to keep the attention very close to their body always inside huh? and then they, they, they were just so much into the meditation mood they were not so much uh, used to to deal with these external things so they could not keep the continu- the continuity of their practice when they were going out so uh, then uh, Monindra said no no at that time you have to use a general mindfulness huh? so the general mindfulness that we need to have in a situation where we are not uh, completely devoted to an internal uh, meditation practice, then it, the, it, it speaks about the governing of the sense faculties and also mindfulness and clear com- comprehension. So this morning, like uh, just somebody was uh, was kind of uh, uh, very uh, surprised to 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 make the the, the link of. Uh, uh, of uh, how to adapt the mindfulness of uh, intensive practice and then the daily life, because as you see and have you, uh, as you you probably know from having practiced a lot yourself, that, uh, that you, when we are in intensive practice, we develop a lot of sensitivity, and then we are very very fragile and kind of delicate, and then we have difficulty to encounter all these uh, strong impact of uh, sense objects. So that's why uh, the distance that we allow ourselves in regard to just normal events can be very, uh, uh, very useful. And also, this is this was also uh, something that has been diagnosed as a difficulty. For example, again, in, in, in India in those days when the, 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 the young teacher, now the senior teachers of this place were practicing in India, and then uh, at some point uh, they were in an in intensive practice, intensive retreat for, for you know, a couple of weeks or something like that, and then they went out, and then there, was a, the, there were two, te- two teachers together, and then one of them, you know, just by going out of the retreat and then being in the in the public place, something like that, the person became so uh, so troubled, so so irritated with all these agitated, all, all these stimulus that she was not get ready to. She 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 was too sensitive, so she just vomited. <laughs> so the other guy said, hmm, "There is a problem there." <laughs> <laughs> So the problem is the adjustment. How do we how do we shift gears from from intensive retreat or just from from, from very quiet retreat inside uh, you know uh, inside ourselves and then deal with uh, the external world like that? So these types of uh, modes that uh, uh, that the texts actually are speaking about are very practical. And then you have to uh, to, to to see for yourself uh, to see for yourself to which extent uh, these charts or these explanation make sense. But uh, I think it's uh, it is just interesting that uh, we don't need to be always in intensive practice to progress. We can learn from everywhere, and actually, the, adap- the, the the possibility to adapt, to adjust. This is where progress is is actually a mark. This is where we see that we have uh, become progress. Like now, also the the world is changing so fast. 
So it's not only the degree of the knowledge that we accumulate that will make us wiser. It is the degree of our adaptability to the change. This uh, has been pointed out actually by sociologists. Anyway, this is what we have to remind ourselves. We have to be very flexible because it's changing quite fast. That means look at the, the you know, younger generations. It's so different. And then uh, we, the, the world is changing very, very fast. Hmm? So we have to be flexible in that sense. So again, we will talk about uh, uh, clear comprehension. So we spoke about the mindfulness. Also, now the role, the further the role of mindfulness when we are talking about uh, guarding the sense door is just restraint uh, ourselves, or just to protect actually our mind. Uh, it is just the role of mindfulness will just be to protect of, of, of our mind. But uh, it's not enough. We have to also understand what we are doing and then for which purpose uh, we are doing that and if it's suitable and things like this. So uh, sometimes also we don't know what to do. Hmm? So sometimes also we think, oh, if I had a manager with me who was telling, who, who would tell me, oh, now you say like this and then you say like that. Now you sit like this. Now you go to the hall. Now you, this is the work you need to do. And uh, all that in our life, it will be so peaceful. Just to have a manager who is taking everything and then we just have to obey. It will be much more simple. But the manager is ourself. The manager is the aspect of wisdom that is coming, that can come, and that we have to invite together with mindfulness. So mindfulness, sati, is to be present in a situation. Clear comprehension will tell us what to do about it, what not to do about it, when to do it, and also how to do it. So the time also can be considered a, a part of this uh, aspect of uh, clearly comprehending. There is a story also in, like in, the, in, the, in the commentaries, and then it's a story about an old monk, right? And then he was very old, but actually I think he, he was very famous, and he was a teacher, I guess so. And, uh, and then uh, he was on his deathbed, so very close to death. And uh, at some point, uh, some of his uh, close disciples, they came to him, and then they said, oh, no, no, you have a big crowd coming to see you. And uh, they, they, are, they, they think you are an art and uh, you are a saintly person. And, but, but actually, I think you told us that it's not the case. So he told them, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then he just sat in his bed and then, look, like that. And then he said, okay, now I am an art. 
So they said, what's that? You know, uh, practice your whole life and you just uh, switch like this. What, is, is, what, what did happen? He said to them, the big deal is not to become enlightened. The big difficulty was not to become an arat. What was the most challenging thing in my life was to have mindfulness and clear comprehension. This was very difficult. So he was reputed to have so much of mindfulness and so much of clear comprehension that sometimes he will do something and then, not being clearly aware of what he was doing, he will just start again, just to put everything uh, together. So mindfulness and clear comprehension, like uh, it has to do with the physical actions, as we will see from the code that is uh, given in one of these pages. It has to do with physical actions mostly. Huh? And, uh, but the more, we, the more we pay attention to physical actions, the more we come aware more and more about the quality of the mind. So life, if we look at life, life is just movement. We are moving all the time. We are going here, we are going there, we have to do this, we have to do that and speak. And then even when we are sitting, there is movement. We move the eyes, we move the mouth, we move the shoulders. So movement is just part of life. So the more we pay attention to the, to the physical movements, the more we become aware of the mental movement. So here the clear comprehension has to do with uh, suitability, the appropriateness or, or, or uh, the purpose of our actions, physical actions, but the more and more we practice, the more we will include these same two aspects of purpose and then suitability in regard to our mind. So to the extent that we can control, like we can control our sila, the, the, our physical behavior, we can control also our, uh, some of our, uh, you know, the, 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 the specific actions that we are doing more than sila. Huh? And we can also to some extent control the actions of our mind. So we can somehow be so clear enough to see the movement of the mind and then to discipline the mind so that it's more, it's more conducive, it's more beneficial. So some aspect of the clear comprehension definitely will involve the practice of meditation huh? and also uh, just uh, the possibility to adjust to some situations. So some situations will have to be adjusted uh, concretely with, with actions, huh? but also some situations will have to be adjusted with the mind, so the, our attitude, and uh, all these types of setup that relates to our mind will refer to clear comprehension. Now we will not go into the details about uh, the commentaries, uh, explanations of uh, Sampajanya, uh, it's just a very general basic so that uh, you know a little bit the difference with guarding the senses and also clear comprehension. So it has to remain quite practical.
This morning also we were we were mentioning about the the intention. Huh? So now I speak about the uh, uh, the actions. Also, huh? the the closer we are with our actions, the more we become aware of what is making the the the, the body moving. Huh? So what is making the body and the the the, uh, the 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 speech and all that moving? Of course, we have the energy, physical energy uh, that that is coming from the food or the temperature. But also, mostly, we have the mind. So the mind is very closely related to the body. So that's why when we are very careful, like with the the precepts or you know our the the the, the way of life that we have decided to to adapt in a, a certain society, the more we are careful ab- about what we are doing, the more we became aware also of that mental type of uh, dynamic. That means we are aware of our intentions. What is the quality of uh, of our mind? Why are we doing things? So the more we become aware of that, then the more we see the importance of giving quality, not only to the actions, but the background of it, the motivation of it. That means our intentions. So at some point, you know, like even in the level of uh, just ethics, just sila, virtue, even there, the mind starts to be involved. So there is an aspect of uh, morality that is involving chetana, the will, the volition, the motivation, the intention. So now we are with a clear comprehension. So in everything we are doing, we have to be very much aware of that. But also, the closer we become aware of that, then also we can be aware of the motivation, that means the volition behind that. And then, when the volition becomes clearer and clearer, then there is a kind of uh, uh, purification that is happening, and then, and then the, the, the everything becomes much easier because what motivated or what is motivating our actions is clear. So, for example, just the aspect of metta, huh? we will speak about that tomorrow. Already, the 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 you know the the motivation of uh, uh, caring or loving or being compassionate, this is already part of our practice when we are doing sila. Huh? So we are observing the precepts, but actually observing the precepts is as a very strong motivation of compassion we don't steal because we respect other people we don't lie because we respect other people so the loving kindness the care that we are giving uh, to that has a big deal of uh, positive motivation So first we have a little bit of restraint, like we are governing the, 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 the thing with the guarding the senses. And then clear comprehension is adding a little bit more into, into that. Also, like uh, I'd like to uh, make uh, some difference with the charts. If you have them, uh, I will refer to the chart number four. And it is a crucial difference in positioning. 
the objects of mindfulness and clear comprehension seen as content or as process. We will not go into the detail as to explain what is the difference with the content meditation and process meditation. We'll do that in a few days. But now I just want to point out that uh, we have mindfulness and clear comprehension in two suttas, uh, the Satipatthana Sutta and also uh, Sutta, uh, I think this is the Danta Bhumi Sutta, the entire gradual training. So we see that mindfulness and clear comprehension is there in both places. But uh, there will be a difference. So the difference actually will be what is clear comprehension? Clear comprehension refers to understanding, it refers to panya, it refers to samadhiti. So the clear comprehension will influence the mindfulness. That means that the modes of mindfulness will have the level that uh, Panya is attributing to the situation in which mindfulness is reminding ourselves. So mindfulness is in a situation, right? And then clear comprehension will tell us what to do. So clear comprehension being Panya, Samaditi, you, you have many levels of Samaditi. So depending on the, our insight, depending also on our, the way that we are seeing things, mindfulness will be a little bit different. So that's why here, the mindfulness and clear comprehension that we see in the Satipatthana Sutta will be different than the mindfulness and clear comprehension that is actually explained before an official uh, Satipatthana practice that we see in the other uh, version, like uh, the Majjhima Nikaya number 125. So we will explain a little bit more about that later. So the, the title of that chart is the, the difference within, uh, the difference of clear comprehension seen as a content or seen as a process. So don't worry too much about that. It was just to mention that uh, we have different levels of uh, clear comprehension and this is going to influence uh, mindfulness. So on the page number five, there is a, the, 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 there are some quotations, huh? just a very brief quotations, but these quotations from the, uh, from the Majjhima Nikaya, the Kandaraka Sutta, speaks about, uh, first we have the protecting virtues, and then, uh, and then, uh, you know, the, 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 the result that is, uh, uh, coming out of that is a bliss that is blameless. So it's important to remember that uh, just by 
behaving properly and then we don't have remorse and it's a kind of peace of mind that is very valuable. And then the second one about governing the sense faculties. So we have seen the detail about the practice and then also uh, we have been reminded of uh, the result that uh, is coming out of that. That means a bliss that is unsullied. So we have to see also, oh, when we protect our mind, how do we feel about that? When we are uh, allow, when when we are able to not to accept uh, strangers that are go that are uh, 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 making uh, uh, trouble in the mind, how, how do we feel about that? So this is the governing sense faculties. So now the the the, the next uh, paragraph is about mindfulness and clear comprehension, and I will just read it to you. Uh, briefly, he becomes one who acts with mindfulness and clear comprehension when going forward and returning, who acts with mindfulness and clear comprehension when looking ahead and looking away, when flexing and extending his limbs, when wearing his robes and carrying his salter robe and bowl, when eating drinking, consuming food and tasting, when defecating and urinating, when walking, standing, sitting, falling asleep, waking up, talking and keeping silence. He acts with mindfulness and clear comprehension. So we see that uh, what is described in a very simple way in this uh, paragraph refers a lot about a comportment. Of course, now we are talking about monastics, so you may not have a bowl, you may not have a robe, and things like this, but it just means that whatever movement we are involved in life, putting our coat, our tuk, or taking the plate, and things like this, and going to the bathroom, then in these activities, we have to develop mindfulness and clear comprehension. But the text actually is uh, a little bit stri is, is striking about, it refers to the physical activities, isn't it? Like wearing the robes and then eating, drinking, and then defecating, and uh, walking, standing, falling asleep, and sitting. This is about the physical posture, and then also with what is happening between these four postures of uh, standing, sitting, uh, lying down and walking? What is happening between these things? So the movement of the body will be the base on which clear comprehension, mindfulness and clear comprehension is going to be uh, developed. Hmm? But uh, the more we practice it, the more, as I said, we are aware of the quality of the mind, and also about the movement of the mind, so that we can somehow have a, a wise uh, application of what needs to be done with this mind. When? So, what is the quality of our mind? And then, what can I do about that? Huh? How can I improve? Which type of situations also will be more conducive for my practice? Like also there is a detail here that uh, uh, we need to be aware of, is that uh, we can choose somehow our environment. Like now you have decided to come here and then to practice here in this, mm, in this meditation center. So this is a choice. Huh? You could have gone to the beach or something like that, but you found a place like that more conducive to you. 
So uh, it doesn't mean that because we restrain our sense faculty, we just have to accept whatever is happening, you know, just in a stoic way. But we can also, you know, we, we can also uh, choose what we want to do, where we want to eat, what we want to eat, and 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 stuff like that. So the same thing with the mind. There is, a, it comes to. Not to not just to be aware, but make a kind of slight selection when it is possible to change the situation. So we should not worry sometimes if we think that the situation or a posture or a place or even people we, with whom we are, are are conducive to our practice or are not so beneficial for our practice. So we don't need, uh, we, we, we can make a kind of uh, selection or a kind of you know, yeah, selection. So clear comprehension is just actually to realize, like mindfulness and clear comprehension, is just to realize where we are now. So we can start with the posture and then also we come to have a knowledge about where we are now in regard to the mind. And then regarding, uh, depending on the situation, then we can do something about that by way of, uh, 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 by way of changing something. Huh? So it starts with observation. So observation is really the fundamental. Huh? We are here and then we allow everything to be and then we observe. Huh? And also we relax. So what it means to relax? Like relax now, and just you don't need to worry about anything. Just relax, be sitting here. Just relax when you are standing and then just relax also when you are walking. Relaxation actually is related to the body. So we relax, we are aware of the position automatically. So we come closer to the uh, to the object of meditation, but also we can also relax in regard to the mind. And then the more we relax, the more we are able to observe properly, and then by observing properly, then we understand that stuff, we understand things a little bit more clearly, and then we know what to do about it. So this comes to that. So I think I will end here. If you have any questions, you please say something. Huh? If you have any comments, you are welcome to uh, give your word. You can. You should not hesitate because I am speaking like this, and sometimes I really don't know what to do, what to say. So the questions that. Uh, uh, you will uh, ex express will be will be a way to uh, to make uh, maybe what I said or what we try to convey a little bit clearer. You have a question, please. Mindfulness and, comp and clear comprehension work together. I 
look at the quality of mind and intention. Yeah. Where and how does perception come into play? L like perception, like this is where, the, where, where it is interesting. When we start to look at the mind, we see that the mind has many notes. Like in the music, you have many notes. Or in the painting, you have a lot of colors. Huh? So mindfulness is one of the colors. Intention is one of the colors. And then uh, uh, perception also is one of the colors. Like, uh, for example, perception is part of... Uh, of the mental setup, mostly like if we use the division of the five aggregates. So for you who are familiar with that, you have the aggregate of Mata, Rupa, and then the aggregate of uh, Vedana, uh, Vedana, the sensation, the feeling, and then perception, Sanya, and also mental formations and consciousness. So where is coming the uh, mental aggregate or the quality of mind that represents perception? So, uh, perception actually is very difficult to place in time, separated from Vedana. Huh? So, sometimes it comes before the feeling and sometimes it can come after the feeling. But all is triggered by the experience, by contact. Huh? So, like if we are very aware of a situation or if we are very much aware of what is happening in the present moment, then we come to the experience of it and then you see, we see how we are conditioned by our previous perception and then also how we are conditioning our perception again with new concepts and then new evaluation. And then from these perceptions, how we feel, like the emotional tone to it will be the feeling, the Vedana. So our perception is influencing Vedana. And our Vedana also is influencing perception. So perception is not, uh, uh, it's all that is a circle. You don't say, okay, now Passa is happening and then you have Vedana and then you have Sanya. Of course, we have some texts that explain the, 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 the process in this way, but actually it is just a circle. So whichever member of a circle you have, then you can start from anywhere. If you start from Vedana, then you will have Tanha, and then you will have Upadana, or things like this. Huh? But, but you can start from anywhere, that, uh, f uh, that, uh, f from anywhere of the points that you have defined in your circle, and then it will, it will come back to the thing, because it, it's, it's circling around. So if you start with, with uh, perception, then perception actually will influence the, 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 the contact that will happen later on, or it will influence at least the, 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 the quality of the experience that, that will come later on. But it's all, it's all a packet. Huh? So, so the mind is, uh, is just happening. It's a whole process, somehow complete by itself. So if we are aware of the present moment, then all these things are coming there. Huh? So the more, the more quality we have with our observation, the more we understand the, 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 the dynamic of, uh, of the synthesis that is, that is just I mean, this, complex, uh, this complex amalgam of uh, mental and physical phenomena.
I understand correctly, the instructions for our practice up to now has been basically guarding the mind in all postures. Yes. And what is the instruction now? Now, like, uh, uh, we have to maybe pay a little bit more in attention to the body, the physical movement. And then also, in regard to the physical movement, then we have to see, okay, now what I am doing. So whatever we are doing, like if you read again the text, no? the, 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 the text that I just read, then when you are walking, you are clearly comprehending. When you are eating, you are clearly comprehending and all these things. So that means whatever physical uh, uh, actions we are involved in, then we put the clear comprehension. Hmm? And then the clear comprehension will tell us Okay, now this is what you are doing, huh? and then this is the purpose of what, why you are doing this thing. And also, you will also have the possibility to evaluate a kind of uh, suitability or not suitability. Huh? Like if you start to, like suppose it's winter time and then it's freezing, and then you go out and eat your lunch outside, then it's not suitable. So then, uh, in regard to all our actions, we see that sometimes things will be suitable to do in specific places and then the, sometimes the suitability will not be there. So there is a kind of uh, uh, clear comprehension. That means comprehension, that means putting together all uh, in respect, all the contextual uh, uh, values or uh, it has to be contextualized somehow as to why we are doing things and then also how we are doing them. Huh? So in regard to the body and then later, I mean like uh, very soon, if not now, also the suitability the, in regard to the mind. So we have to clearly comprehend what we are doing in everything. So it doesn't need to be very complicated. It means that you are aware of what you are doing. You brush your teeth, you just brush your teeth. Huh? So you are aware, now I am brushing my teeth. Right? And then you know why you are brushing your teeth. So you, after five minutes or ten minutes, you will stop because you don't need to spend the whole day brushing your teeth. Huh? So uh, like that. So you, you, you will be able to differentiate the purpose and then also to uh, uh, put your actions in a big perspective. And also like in the schedule, so you have that sometimes to brush your teeth and then to take your bath and things like this. And then, you know, all the activities will have a kind of, uh, it will fit much more into a global uh, model, a, a global uh, structure. Is it clear? No. no. <laughs> right. It so, isn't, it isn't. Words to sort of hang on to is saying, okay, this is what I'm doing now. Kind of enjoyed like a little vacation, the last 24 hours of just guarding the mind and not feeling like there's some particular practice that's being uh, expected. Yes. And, yeah. And now it's like, okay, so of course we continue that, but now can we think of it as mindfulness of the body? Like a little bit more mindfulness of the body, but you are just aware of the position, or you are just, we start by being mindful of what we are doing. Right? So, so if you are sitting, you know you are just sitting. If you are standing, you know you are just standing. 
And then if you are uh, doing various activities, you know what you are doing, but also you know the purpose of it, and then you know also the suitability. Hmm? So the more you are aware of the physical posture, then the more aware you become about the mental activities. So then that type of contextualization that you have in regard to purpose and suitability will be applied to the mind. That's why when mindfulness and clear comprehension is really established in regard to physical actions, it will automatically have uh, it automatically will include also that aspect in, in regard to the mind. So then that's why also uh, now we, are, we have been guarding the mind. Huh? We have been guarding the mind, but, but soon we will start with specific meditation uh, instructions huh? and also specific kind of uh, exercises for the mind. Tomorrow. Uh, okay. Yes, tomorrow evening. Okay. Now you, just, uh, you are just, you are still... Uh, aware, huh? like you are still uh, very mindful, and then you know, like, to, what is important also is try to see the difference with these modes of mindfulness. Also, you know how to restrain your mind, how to guard your mind, huh? you know that, and uh, uh, now you come a little bit closer to the object of observation, which is the, f the, the physical phenomena, and also the mind, the mental phenomena, but you don't go too close to it. You are just aware, simply aware of what you are doing and also aware of uh, in, uh, general quality of the mind as for purpose and uh, suitability. So we're still kind of going with general awareness with more analysis of what we're doing and why? Yes, okay. yes, yes. So it's still a general awareness with more knowledge about what you are going, what you are doing, and why. It's very uh, gradual, so we have to be very patient. And then I know you are you are not uh, you are not uh, uh, primary school kids, no. So uh, if we know that we can learn from all the all these uh, aspects of my, of uh, meditation, then then the, our meditation will just be clearer. And then as uh, we, we were mentioning this morning, the advantage of going step by step like that is that when we start to really, you boost the, the volume, right? And then you say, okay, now I, I am on the highway and uh, I go very fast. So at that time, that means when we practice deep concentration and also a deeper uh, insight meditation, then all the background is clean. Huh? And then we know also that it's not going to have a problem. So that's why now we, we go back again to the, the step number one, and then we're just like beginners, and what am I doing is regarding my senses and being aware of where I am. <coughs> uh, you, maybe you, we come for more, uh, more serious meditation instructions with the higher type of training. and So you just go step by step. Hmm? Is it, is it, but anyway, are the explanations clear enough? Do you see the difference somehow? I think so. You think so? Huh? I hope it's the same for you also. If, you, if not, then you, you please say something. Yes. So it's more of a, it's clear, it's more of a knowing than really thinking about it, but just kind of knowing more aspects of the experience or the situation at a time. Right? Yes, 
Yes, like the knowing can be very intuitive, but it's still a knowing. You know, okay, now I am here, and then this is... Uh, uh, the reason I'm here is because of... Yeah, yes, yes, so, 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 so the knowing will be... Yes, it comes, yes, yes, you come closer to to just to be present. Like, I mean, we look sometimes, our people are so, so speed up with, uh, by being, you know, working so much outside in the society that they they are completely out of of the reality of the living moment. So, uh, for that reason, just bear mindfulness where we come back to the, to the present moment and then we just allow ourselves to, uh, to be simply in walking. When I am walking, I am just walking. When sitting, I am just sitting. And then just uh, make the, ourself uh, clear enough with these things. It's, it's, it's more like a ground grounding. We get more grounded in the reality. And then the thing also is that uh, we are talking from the experience. So we can talk a lot about about various things, but the basic Buddhist teaching brings you back to the experience. It is uh, empirical. So that's why we have to experience. So now I am giving some suggestions about the different steps of mindfulness, but uh, uh, some of you, because of your background, may uh, go very deep, very straight. Like if you have a very strong samatha, maybe your mind will go into these meditation subjects. Or if your vipassana insight meditation is very ripe, then you just sit and then you just see. I mean, the, the, the vipassana knowledge w- will come by themselves that's okay we cannot uh, it's okay but just to remind ourselves okay now if these things are not coming then we also have alternatives and these alternatives are very simple so that life we should not make the life too complicated and just you know just allow ourselves to be in these simple moments with wisdom that means with understanding why we are doing things and what is happening. So that clarity of understanding comes just by the observation, simple observation of phenomena. Very often we are searching for something extraordinary and then we are just missing the present moment. Yes, this is not the right motion. That's why also, like uh, uh, in some charts, I, I instead of translating restraint, I translated, actually my friend also suggested, no, we use uh, governing the sense faculties because restraint has a, a bad connotation sometimes. Oh, restraint, you know, be more restraint. And so it can have a bad connotation. Also the connotation of suppressing. So you suppress that, don't look at that, it's very bad, and then just put that away, it's very dirty. Huh? So this is not the case. Huh? We have to observe it, the 
phenomena and then be detached from them. That means in this case, like all the mental objects is uh, like as you say, it's very difficult to, to, to put some distance or to not to allow that to come in, in the mind because it's already there and it also it has come with the with the previous conditioning. Is it? Huh? So what do we do about that? We don't look at it or, 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 or what shall we do about that? So the thing is that we take some distance. We try not to identify so much and not getting involved. This is the main thing. So if the mind, very often, I mean, we, we, we work on the automatic pilot very often, just like habits. Habits are good. Like if we don't have habits, then we... But we can question these habits and actually meditation is just giving us the possibility to question. Okay, no, this is an habit. And then uh, should you relax like that? And then should you think like this? So that's why the uh, observation we are doing about phenomena gives us a kind of distance. And this is where governing the sense faculties can, can, can uh, have some value in regard to what is happening in the mind. We see the mind is just spinning like this, or the mind is just thinking about crazy stuff, and the mind is like this or like that. We have some distance. We can have some distance. We don't need to get involved into what it is suggesting. We don't need to be emotionally really taken by all the images that are coming to, to, to that. We're just talking, no, this is just like that. Like, like uh, if you are, you are in the habit of doing anything w- physically or verbally, now you have the possibility to say no. This is our kind of, the first freedom is to say no. It's very difficult, but we can say, no, 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 I don't, I'm not going to. I mean, just like stealing or lying or anything things that are really all unwholesome, if, if there might be some tendency to, 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 to do that, we say, no, I, I don't do. So same thing with the mind. We can, have, we, we can be very aware of all these types of tendencies and conditioning, but we say, no, we, just, uh, we are just observing. So the more uh, we are able to detach ourselves, to take a little bit of distance, this is also why I think that the distance from the object can very easily be, ad- be uh, combined in relation to the mental objects and then the mind itself. So you don't, you are not involved directly. It's not really yours. You are just observing, uh, you know, with some kind of distance. You are not completely involved. Okay, now I have to do this, and then uh, this is what I am thinking, and it's bad, and then I should think like this. And uh, uh, I read somewhere that uh, I have to do like this. And so, no, 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 you just distance yourself from the object. And then from yourself also a little bit, and then you are just observing. And then the more you observe, the more distinction will be able to, to come into play uh, with wisdom. Like the observation will bring you much more clarity. And then when the mind is clear, then you know, okay, you now I don't need to think about that. It's good or bad, you know, it's just depending on the effect. We, we judge something as good and bad according to the consequences that, is it, that it is bringing. So we can see, okay, now it's just like that. But, it's, you, but you didn't do it, huh? and it's just in the mind. So, we see, so with the observation, we understand our conditioning huh? to understand also our habits and also to be able maybe to recondition our patterns in order to decondition the whole thing. So to recondition 
the, our behavior is also we need also some kind of observation and wisdom. Huh? And then eventually the freedom will be when we are out of all the conditions. But first we need some conditions. So we need to understand them properly and then build something that will be conducive for our uh, liberation, or for our freedom, or for our uh, wisdom. Yes. Yes. So, um, at this stage, it's the practice would be just simply to notice an idling, and at the vipassana stage, it might be noticing the intention that precipitates the idling. The eye blink. Yeah, just blinking the eyes. Just notice. Blinking the eyes. Okay. The eye yes, like like. Uh, I think I think the intention will come like uh, the question was asked about the perception where is perception coming into play when we are doing the meditation so the same thing with the intention the more you close you, you pay attention to, to 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 your actions and then also to your thoughts then you will see that actually the movement that is creating all these things has a lot to do with the mind so this is the intention so uh, uh, now the intention is just seen maybe just as the motor so so you see that okay now the movement that uh, that is the, the motivation that is coming uh, for these things is the intention so you just see that as a general huh? but when it comes to the vipassana like if you you see with the distance of the objects with the charts you will see that uh, the mind has come is coming closer to the to the objects so then you will see you will at that time we will analyze much closer the, the subtle dynamic that these mental factors are playing within each other. Mm? But now, just uh, yeah, as much as uh, we are clearly comprehending on a general level, so that much we are also using our clear comprehension to understand intention. Mm? So, but it's good also to, to see okay, that, uh, that uh, the mind, the, 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 all our actions are motivated for an intention, so to be aware is fine, but it's not yet, like I will not say, like for, uh, according to the the presentation I am giving here, then the Vipassana is not yet included. It can come because of your practice, but now I am not talking about that. Well, we see how much can be avoided and how much uh, to which extent we can control the situation. This is uh, the, what the question is, is referring to, isn't it? So it comes from the experience. Like if you see that uh, if you are eating a lot of this type of, uh, of a specific type of food, you get sick and you cannot digest it. 
So you, from the experience, you will see this is not very. This type of food is not so conducive to you. So, uh, like the simile can be reported with everything: the food that you are putting in your mind. That means the way you are thinking, the way you are meditating, your attitude to meditation, the people you are associating, uh, the people you are, so so. All these situations which englobe a lot of. Uh, a lot of different uh, uh, situations, uh, then they have to be experienced and then at some point you, you, you have to see, okay, now this is suitable to me, this is not suitable to, to you. So if it's not an obligation, uh, if you have the possibility to alternate, then you alternate, like in the same way that you decide to come here and then it's just people practicing them, you know, what you are interested to, so it's very supportive. Whereas if you had no choice and then oh, I am, don't know what to do and you are just associating yourself with people who just have, uh, who are, I don't know, who are not doing that type of thing but just distract themselves with a uh, uh, sense pleasure, or, or then, then you had made a distinction according to your experience. So the same thing, like according to our experience, then we see what is suitable and not what's suitable, and also what is supporting and uh, things like this. So in regard to every situation, we can give a kind of evaluation. Sometimes we cannot change it. So at that time when we cannot change the situation, then we have to change our attitude. How we don't get uh, uh, over, overpowered by hindrances or by defilements. So maybe we will uh, stop here, unless you already have a question, but we can take a break now. Huh? And we will continue. We will, I mean, we will not continue. We are continuing now. <laughs> so have a good practice. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.